Hey everybody, welcome to our Midpoint Podcast this week. And uh, this week we're actually doing a, a number of shorter episodes that deal with our different roles when it comes to our study of Ephesians chapter 4, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. And the last episode was about apostles predominantly. And one thing that we didn't touch on, Ben, in that discussion is something I did want to mention. It came up a little bit because we talked about titles. Mm -hmm. But the apostle role, it raises something that's interesting because in some charismatic circles, I would suggest that the title or the role has kind of been used to... Manipulate might be a strong word, but like as a position of power at times that maybe people haven't stewarded quite right or not. And this isn't about the individual that might have been in that role. Uh, I mean, it is, but it's also about those who would have been around that individual, you know, encouraging them on in their role. It raises an interesting issue because we look at this list sometimes from a hierarchical point of view. And I don't think that's wrong necessarily. I think there is an aspect to that, particularly in the early church. Yeah. You know, so we have organizational realities that that do exist. So it could be that, you know, this was a, a listing of that. I don't think that personally is really the thrust of what the scripture is saying here. But what I wanted to touch on just for a moment was that idea of, you know, authority and the questions around that and then these roles. And so do you any thoughts from you before I share a couple of things on my mind about it? Yeah, I think it's it's fitting that we're talking about this and the transition from apostle and prophet, because they're probably the two that have, not probably, I think they are the two that have been the most manipulated or abused to some extent in church circles where people see a gifting that someone has, rightfully so, but then they've used it as, oh, like this person hears from God better than you, so you have to follow what they're doing. And if you don't see it that way, please leave. And that's an unfortunate reality. Maybe that's a simplification of it, but I think that's a real unfortunate reality in giving especially these two as titles. Yeah, I I think it poses a challenge. and, And I think that when we have a role to play, it doesn't remove the centrality of something like the fruit of the Spirit. Right. Which to me is Christ-likeness. So I use that interchangeably. Fruit of the Spirit and Christ-likeness. Being like Jesus. Just a little more like Jesus. We often pray that, actually, when we're praying before we speak here at Faith City Church, that we leave those moments a little more like Christ. And I think that these roles are a reflection of Jesus. And we are, as his body, him, extended into this world. And so all of this should connect back to who and how Christ was and lived. And that's where... You know, when people ask me about, well, authority and honor is another word and these different things, they are biblical and they, you know, they exist and they're important. Yet sometimes I think we've come to overemphasize them. Submission, you know, is another one. You know, in Ephesians, and we'll get to it, Paul says, be subject to one another. Sometimes, and I believe we lean really heavily on this when we talk about marriage and want to create a very strong, I won't use the word doctrine, but almost that in the evangelical church about how things should work in home. And it's okay to to have those discussions and think on that and draw from scripture. Absolutely. But recognizing that it all goes back to Jesus. It all goes back to how he lives. So you want to be the apostle. Well, first off, I strongly disagree that the apostles that existed as the foundation of the church that Paul references in the beginning of Ephesians are the same as the apostolic role today in the church. I think, you know, they're not the exact same thing. Yeah. 
And even the Apostle Paul acknowledged that. Yet I would look back at these two and say, Paul was an apostle of Christ. There's no question about it. And, and he wrote most of the New Testament and all of those things. And we're taking some time. I know it's a little bit long here at the beginning, but it's important because we're not advocating these roles and that everybody is subservient to these roles. We're saying we all have a role to play together. Yeah. And so wherever you might be, Ben or anyone listening to this, if somebody is filling one of these roles, but they're not lining up with Christ likeness, I think that's the first like red flag for any of us. Yes. And then looking back at ourselves, if Ben was to come to me with some thoughts of what God might be saying as we sort of transition into the prophetic role, but didn't do it in a Christ-like way, well, then that's a, I don't know, Ben, like, but then even for me as the person receiving it, Am I operating in a Christ-like way, a non-judgmental way? Because somebody came by and said, you know, I think that I need to pray for you. And I'm going to be like, oh, it's weird. And oh, who's this person? And what do they really <laughs> And not, and miss out on receiving. So I think it's on both ends. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think the, the Christ-likeness is a great litmus test because I know Alan Hirsch, when he talks about all of these, he says, oh, is Jesus an apostle? Was he a prophet? Was he an evangelist? Was he a shepherd? Was he a teacher? Yes. And because Jesus has all those things, we see Jesus speaking in front of 5,000 people and we see him washing the disciples' feet. And he is willing to submit to the disciples in that case. So, and put himself under them to an extent. So if if we're ever thinking ourselves too highly, I think we're doing it wrong. I totally agree. And Paul says this in Romans 12, before he gets into many members, one body, he talks about not having a higher view of ourselves than than we should. And so I think that's an important aspect. And so when we talk about prophet, oftentimes we get into prophecy in our modern sort yes. of, and so like predicting the future. And that's really not what this role is all about. In fact, that might be like the fun side of it at times, like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Right. But when you're talking about this biblically, Ben, in terms of what does it mean and what's this role about? Like, what what are the thoughts that come to your, your mind? Yeah, I think there's probably some I'm going to miss and glad we're in a discussion together so you can uh, hit up the ones I miss here. But it's understanding our relationship with God and then being able to speak truth into situations or relationships or broader organizations. And sometimes that does have what we kind of see as like a Old Testament prophet role. And it could be someone from the church. Maybe you did the test and you scored really low in prophecy, but you really feel like, oh, I have this idea and our church isn't doing that. And you come and tell one of the pastors, say, hey, I want to try this out or this is what I'm hearing from God. Like, To some extent, that's like understanding scripture, understanding your role and executing and speaking truth into something. Well, and doesn't that touch on what we've said that we all have or we we think we believe that we all have a a level of all of these things. Yes. As followers of Christ. And so, yeah, I think you're summing it up well. I think the, the verse that stood out to me in Ephesians that relates to this, I believe very strongly, is the truth and love. Mm-hmm. And the prophetic voice in the Old Testament that was like narrow in terms of how many people were engaged in this. It was very few whom the Spirit came on, yeah. very distinct. But they all were telling the truth of God to people. And I think the love side of it we see come in Christ, Right. I'm sure the prophets of the Old Testament love too, but sometimes they, yeah, they were a little more, more like, gloomy. <laughs> yeah, right. But but Jesus comes with such love, and yes. and John, I believe it's John, says that Christ was full of grace and truth. Mm. And so I think that that's a really important aspect of this role of prophet is again truth, but where's the love? Where's the grace? Where's the bringing along of people? And the other thing I think you know on the truth side is it's an interesting sort of 
I don't know, philosophic or maybe more like sci-fi question, <laughs> but, but does truth have a time, mm. right? Or is truth always, and is the nature of this, like in the future aspect of prophet Vi actually attached to the fact that truth doesn't have a time in my view. Truth right. is, it's always, it was, yeah, right? And the Bible tells us there's no, like Jesus is the way, truth, and life. And so this idea of truth and that thread and that sort of like, you know, Pastor Ben, like maybe somebody would come alongside. I'll use a real example. I mean, I used it Sunday of Cindy Wozny speaking to Diana and I. And again, it wasn't about Cindy predicting the future so much as it was about the truth that God was speaking to us. Yes. And it absolutely had relevance for the future that we can then go back and look at. So yeah. I feel the, that I really lean, especially in our time, on the truth aspect of the prophet because we've seen so much untruth. And we've even seen that in the body of Christ. And we're not always honest with ourselves even. And so I think that that's where this role comes into play. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think like your example of Cindy on Sunday was a great example of how it manifests. I've heard people talk about like, if you think you're hearing something from God and it's encouraging and loving, like you said, truth and love, at the very least, it's a scriptural principle mm-hmm. and you encourage someone or you told them something loving. Right. And that is prophetic it to is. an extent, like not to an extent, it is. It is. It um, is. And so like, I want to encourage everyone, if you're sensing something from God in a conversation with someone and it's an encouragement, encourage, feel free to step out in that. If you're like telling them totally change your whole life, like be really prayerful and maybe navigate that in relationship with them and be like, oh, I'm sensing like something's changing you. Tell me right. more about it and make it relational. And a lot of the time too, even when it's challenging truth, we can do it lovingly. Like if you have a really good friend and they're, they've fallen into some sin and you've been talking about that, you can tell them really meanly how they need to change their way or really lovingly. And I would encourage you to choose the loving. Well, I think it's the only option if we're representing Christ. Because as soon as we don't, we stop representing him or we represent him to a lesser degree. We'll wrap up these few minutes with um, a verse from John that talks about the witness to the light. And that was the role of John uh, the Baptist, who was that transitory, maybe is the right word, prophet, like, you know, who bridges the Old Testament and the New Testament in that way. And it says that there was a prophet sent by God and he was called to be a witness to the light. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, we come to this idea of truth. The light is the truth. We see that imagery in the Bible over and over. And everybody, to Ben's point, if you sense or know, I would suggest even you should sense at times Oh, what's God saying to me? All of us. That's for all of us to enjoy and feel. And then we begin to express that role of prophet when we begin to tell others about that. And so check it out. Check out Alan Hirsch. Check out APEST online, APEST test, if you're interested in taking the inventory. And uh, pop back online to check out the next episode. We'll be talking about evangelists real soon. Mm-hmm.